Hey everybody, welcome to Signals from the Frontline, every Wednesday live cast brought to you by just me, Reese, today. Old Franklin the Turtle is down in Mexico on a well-earned vacation. He needed a break, been working some really crazy hours, so flying solo today. But as always, this uh, podcast or video cast, if you're watching us live, is brought to you by FrontlineGaming.org, where you can get your tabletop gaming goodies at a discount all the days of the week. So let's dive in. Going to uh, preface it, it's going to be a little bit of a shorter show this week, not only because uh, I'm flying solo, but because there is not a lot going on right now in the Warhammer community. So uh, fire me those questions in the chat. For anybody that's wondering who I'm talking to, if you're listening to the podcast, or you're watching us on YouTube, uh, if you want to join us 11 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, either on YouTube Twitch or Facebook, you can join the show live, and we do have a chat where I get entertained and harangued by all of our friends that are joining us live for the show. All right, let's jump on in and talk about what's what in the community this week. Spoiler alert, it's not a lot. Oh, Jack Jackson gives me a plus one for my beanie, thank you. James Carmona tells me that I'm old, it's true, although... For one more glorious month, I am still 39. So I'm going to hang on to that. We have big news. We have a flash sale going on a popular set of FLG mats, Spaceship and Infested Spaceship. These are extremely detailed, really good looking mats. They actually look a lot better in real life than they do in the pictures, although they do look cool in the pictures. And these are both available at 21% off. If you get, if you put more than 99 bucks in the web cart when you check out, you can get free shipping, so you might want to pick up one of each. And they're available in a wide variety of sizes, 44 by 60, 6 by 4, all of that jazz. So jump in, check them out, and if you like one, maybe grab one. If you don't like that, we do have a brand new FLG map that is still on sale for a little while longer. It's Snow 3, the most creative name of all time. It's not Snow 1, it's not Snow 2, it is Snow 3, baby. And uh, it actually is a really cool looking mat. Check it out, and that is still up um, in the pre-order, I'm sorry, the early release uh, discounted price for about another week. Justin Barbosa misses the mustache. Yeah, it was fun for a while, but uh, it, got, it got seriously got old. Um, why am I hiding my guns today? This is Don the Magnificent. I don't know, this shirt's pretty tight. You can see the guns through it a little bit. Gotta leave something to the imagination, Don. Can't just, you know, go showing it off all the time. Wait till the summer when it's 120 degrees. Then we'll be in tank tops every day. Uh, GW showed off two new miniatures. These are available only in Games Workshop stores. Uh, they're anniversary minis. One of them is Camotef the Crooked. He's a Nec Necron Cryptek. Saw some funny comments online. People are like, why does he look like an old man? What was the point of taking a robot body <laughs> if you're just kidding? She's going to be limping around anyway. I thought that was pretty pretty funny. Uh, then we also have Silas Beastbane. He's a Stormcast Eternals Knight Questor. Also, dope haircut on this guy. He goes to the same barber as uh, Uriel Ventress, where they uh, only do a bowl cut. So, solid. <laughs> solid. Uh, is the Rhino going to join us on the tank top stream? Asks Tomodachi Express. Uh, he should. Brandon Biner, what's up, dude? How you doing? Good to see you in the chat. Uh, hope you're doing well, man. 
James Carmona says Frankie is getting his Mexican citizenship right now. Well, he may. It's always good to have dual citizenship. Uh, George Glassell asks, Reese, how is your glorious Deathwing venture going? Do you have any ideas on list changes or anything like that? Well, apparently I was taking one too many Warlord traits. Uh, whoops. So I'm definitely going to change that in my list. But uh, in terms of composition, I, the only thing I changed is I'm going to four Cyclone Missile Launchers. And uh, it's been doing extremely well. Frankie is the last person I have to play in the league, although we keep missing our game because we've both been really, really busy. But we're going to have to play like right when he gets back because that's the very end of the league. So um, I'll let, we'll let you guys know how that is. That's probably going to be the most challenging game, not only because Frankie's an exceptional player, but his army's really good. He has a mech Harlequin list. So it's going to be quite a challenging game, and we'll definitely report on that for everybody since um, there's not a lot of other competitive action going on to look at. Uh, but yeah, if you want to pick up these miniatures, you want to make sure to go buy a GW store. If you don't have a GW store nearby, they'll probably be on eBay at exorbitant prices. And then, much like the next miniature, which was a GW store exclusive, Gorzag the Orc Man, he's now up for sale in their web cart. So I imagine these other ones probably will be made to order as well at some point in time. Uh, that one guy, 248, says that demon made fun of uh, Silas's haircut and he got his head cut off. That's actually not a demon. That is a, uh, a beast man, big monster man guy. Was that guy called Pablo? The the giant beast man monster? Sigor? The other, it's the other one. Gorgon. Gorg, Gorgantoman. Gorgon. Yeah. It's the mighty Gorgax, who also fought in a duel in 1764 with uh, William Burr. History buff right here. Uh, I think, well, I can't remember what the stupid name of it is. But um, you all know who I'm talking about. I think it's too big. The head's too big to be a minotaur. I think it, it's, uh, it's the kid that also makes a Cygor. It's the other one. I can't remember. Gorgon. Gorgon. It is it the Gorgon? Yeah, it's the Cygor and Gorgon. No, because a Gorgon is a different mythological monster. Gorgon with an H, says Fuzzgreen. There we go. All right. Whatever. Whatever, Rhino. Don't you take it. Don't, don't you give me any lip back there. You're already on the endangered species list. <laughs> we can just wipe you all out, all right? Uh, that should be your post-boss fight D&D miniature. <laughs> yeah, it's just Tomonachi Express. That would be very appropriate. Yeah, we use a lot of AOS minis when we play D&D. Um, they're just, they're amazing. And like I've said a million times, the best way to get D&D minis using GW stuff is the uh, Shadespire kits or Warcry. Because it gives you like just enough, like just enough minis that you, that's what all you're gonna need and they give you a lot of variety. That's what I've been using all mine for. I actually haven't played AOS much this year. All right, we have a couple of uh, cool events coming up uh, at the end, I guess not at the end of the year, at the beginning of the year here to try and uh, kick off 2021, hopefully on a better note than 2020 kind of went on. Uh, there is the Charity Hammer event that is being held. Uh, Pablo, refresh my memory. It's in the Pacific Northwest, right? It's yeah, up in Oregon. Okay. That'll be live on Twitch. It's an awesome event. They uh, raise a lot of money for charity. A lot of big name players come out, and uh, you can check that out. That'll be a lot of, the, a lot of fun. Uh, there's also a really big event in Australia because they didn't screw up their COVID response like some other people who shall go unnamed. They actually get to have a 100-plus person event. Uh, it's, it's called the Uprising. 
And it's going to be a combination Masters Invitational event and kind of the Australian Championship end of ITC season event. It's going to be really, really cool. Um, can't wait to check that out. It's going to be the biggest event of the year. And it's going to super upset the rankings. I can't wait to see the salty tears that fall from people's eyes as at the last minute the Aussies come in like the criminals they are and steal the rankings from everybody. <laughs> like some sort of weird bush spider that like hides all year and then pops out and eats a baby or something like that. It's very Australian. Can't wait. Uh, thanks for putting in the Charity Hammer link in the chat, Pablo, and as well as the Australian event. Really appreciate it. We'll add those to the show notes as well. JTW Geek says the Aussies, the true COVID conquerors. Yes, the Corona Kings, one might call them. Yes, Don the Magnificent, like a drop bear falling from the top branch of a eucalyptus tree to rip your face off. The Aussies are coming in at the end of the season with a humongous event to steal all the rankings and then all the silliness and all the drama that occurred stateside all year will be for naught. <laughs> Can't wait. <laughs> That's going to be really funny to see. Um, but besides my glee at uh, People's Misfortune, the shot in Freud that I'm going to be experiencing, make sure to check it out because it's going to be an awesome event. And jokes aside, we're actually really happy that somebody gets to have a big event to finish off the 2020 ITC season, the most exciting ITC season of all time. Can't wait. Big Nasty NASA says he just hopes to keep his faction hobby track. Uh, Katie Ranger from Germany says the Aussies are like the Grinch. They're going to steal Christmas. Yes, indeed. It's great. I love making fun of Australians. <laughs> it's like someone's got to do it now that the salty banana is not around anymore. <laughs> he was better at it than I am, though. Uh, and then, of course, the uh, Las Vegas Open is going to be the weekend that the Las Vegas Open would have been. But unfortunately, of course, due to COVID, it has been canceled, sadly. Super bummer, but uh, it is what it is. In its stead, uh, a lot of international, amazing, generous people are going to be donating their time and energy to do a virtual event. There's going to be people playing kind of like a virtual tournament all around the world. It's going to be hosted by some top talent in the industry. It's going to be a lot of fun. Make sure to check it out. It's going to be streaming that whole weekend at the end of January. All the money raised from the event is going to charity. So it's a noble cause. It's going to be very entertaining. Make sure to check it out. The link is on the show notes, or you can just Google Las Vegas and open. It should be the first link that you see. So a lot of virtual stuff going on, which, you know, kind of par for the course right now, except for the Aussies. They get to do all the fun stuff. So check it out and support it if you can, um, especially the Las Vegas Nopin and Charity Hammer. All the proceeds go to charity. So going to be a good cause. Uh, thinking about building an army from the ground up, any faction you recommend, asks Brandon Miner. Yeah, Deathwing. You'll stomp everybody that you play. Not that many models. Easy to play. It's awesome. Uh, Rob Porter says it's been four weeks and it still feels like Feels so odd and alien. Bring back the stash. Uh, yeah, I don't know, man. The stash was fun for that was a 2020 thing. Uh, is the Las Vegas Open Nopin the time you announced the location of the LVO 2022? Says Kitty Ranger. Yes, the Las Vegas Nopin crew are going to announce the location of the LVO 2022 to help get people um, excited. 
because the the Las Vegas Open 2022 venue is astounding. It's going to be unlike anything anyone has seen in this industry before in terms of the presentation, the size. It's amazing. Um, and one of the things we've been talking about is that it has a full like stage where you could have a Broadway play. And we're going to be running top table games up there. There's a big screen that comes down. It'll be like playing on a Jumbotron. Plus, obviously, we'll be streaming. It's going to be really cool. We're going to come back. The LVO is going to come back with some some serious panage. It's going to be really, really fun. Hope to see everybody there. And the cool thing is the uh, the main hall is so big for the new event in LVO 2022 that theoretically we could have, if I remember, if I did my math correctly, it could be like a dang near a 2,000 person tournament. So it's going to be, um, it's going to be pretty amazing. Um, and then beyond just a 40 K event, of course, there's plenty of room for a ton of other stuff. Like it's going to be, it's going to be really, really, really cool. Um, very excited. Plus the rooms at the venue are really big and they're really affordable, which is uh, great for gamers that are uh, balling on a budget. So it's going to be really, really exciting. I can't wait for everybody to see the pictures and all that. Um, it's going to be great to have a glorious comeback after, after the plague times. Not been that fun this last 10 months or so. Uh, Big Nasty Nasso thinks he can guess where it is. Yeah, it's not like the biggest secret in the world. I just kind of wanted, I don't know. My instincts were telling me to kind of like play the cards close to the chest, wait till a good moment to announce it. I think the Las Vegas Open is a good time to announce it. Uh, Tomodachi Express says, can he apply for a photographer slash press badge? Uh, yeah, buddy, we do have press badges. Anybody that wants to come to the event, cover the event. You obviously just have to show us like what you're going to do. Um, and we do have press badges, which means you get into the event for free. You don't get to play in any events because you're supposed to be covering it. But yes, we definitely have uh, press badges. Uh, no, it is not at the Hooters uh, Casino <laughs> in Vegas. Anybody who's ever been there knows how funny that is. It's, uh, it's not the nicest place on the Strip. Uh, see you all at the Holiday Inn, says Tomodachi Express. Man, he has a bunch of jokers in the chat today. Yes, LVO 2022, Holiday Inn Express. Can't wait. Just kidding. That's not where it's at. Um, I can't wait for everybody to see the venue. It's seriously, it's seriously perfect for what we do. I think we're going to be there for a while. Until I don't, we won't outgrow that for a while, I believe. It's just such a good spot. But yeah, check it out. Uh, that's going to be what holds us over until events can get going again. And it's looking like the first event that we will actually be able to run. Still not a certainty, but uh, the Atlantic City Open is an event that we should have already been selling tickets for. But obviously, given the situation, um, it's not really appropriate right now. We're going to wait a little bit. But the Atlantic City Open was an event we wanted to announce. Obviously, it's in Atlantic City on the eastern seaboard. It's going to be early June, hopefully. Um, potentially just an absolutely amazing event right on the water. Really great location, driving distance from New York, Boston, the entire eastern seaboard. Uh, only a five-hour flight from the UK. Hoping that it can happen. If it can, it could be a humongous event. Tons of space. So we're going to... When the time comes, we know whether or not we can do it. Um, it's going to be a short runway to the event. We're not only going to be able to sell tickets probably for a couple months. 
So uh, stay tuned for that. Hopefully, hopefully we can have the event. Um, if not, definitely in 2022. But uh, I just wanted to put that out there, put it on people's radar so that um, they have something to look forward to. And then beyond that, we'll have the Las Vegas Open team. I'm sorry, the Las Vegas team tournament. That'll be at the end of September. I feel really confident that's going to go down. And uh, that event is probably going to sell out instantaneously. It's just a 40K team tournament. Going to blow up. It's going to be super fun. And then the other big event that we're super excited to announce should be able to go down. It's in uh, at the end of the year is the New Orleans Open. And we will be putting up more information about that soon. But um, hopefully... 2021 cooperates because we had a really exciting year planned in terms of events this year. We'll see how it ends up going. Uh, Ishmael, can I have a press pass too? If you are representing the press, yes, you can. Uh, Tomodachi Express, the Vegas team tournament is going to be a good warm up for the LVO. Yeah, I have a feeling the Las Vegas team tournament is going to be an instant smash success. So many people have emailed in saying they're excited. It's going to be an absolute blast we negotiated some really good deals like really good deals on beer food all that stuff so it should be just an an easy event to to say yes to and and it's going to be a lot of fun suppy seven says we're on fire thank you very much yeah we we were supposed to have as many as eight events this year and covid said no not today sir uh alex holly at some time in the future we're going to announce more of these yeah um, we're going to be putting more of the details up as soon as we can. It's just like right now, it's kind of weird to announce events formally and like put tickets up for sale because of what's going on. So we're just kind of playing it by ear for the time being. Yeah, the New Orleans Open is going to be absolutely badass. For anybody who's never been to uh, New Orleans, it's one of the coolest cities in the world of anywhere I've ever been. Uh, absolutely phenomenal and unique place. And we have a really, really good venue right near downtown um, or in downtown so it could be a great vacation destination because there's stuff to do for the whole family if you want to make it a boys trip there's very few places like new orleans on earth in terms of fun things to do uh it's a really good time of the year the weather will be nice so yeah can't wait it's gonna be right near the french quarter thank you kicker um it's gonna be we've been wanting to do an event in new orleans for years because it's such a wonderful and amazing city if you've never been, you should go at least once in your life just to see what it's all about. It's absolutely fantastic. Yeah, the World War II Museum is right next to where the event's going to be, Red Monkus in chat. Uh, uh, Kickers will we'll be announcing his official role here in the near future, but he's going to be coordinating it. And um, that he that was one of the things he was the most excited about was that the World War II Museum is like right next to the venue. And it's supposedly, it's absolutely amazing. So for most of us war gamers, that's a very appealing thing to go check out. <laughs> go see a, a Sherman and all that kind of fun stuff. So, all right, let's jump in and talk about the ITC um, rankings. Not a lot of movement right now. Obviously we had the holidays and then there's just not a lot of events happening right now during the Rona. So let's take a look at where we're at. 40K competitive track, top five. Dan Sammons continues to lead the pack as he has most of the year. Colin McDade is in second, Ken Knox is in third, Vic Vijay is in fourth, and Rude Steenbaker is in fifth, representing the EU, baby. 40K Hobby Track, current top five, James Weston is in first place, 
Marshall Peterson is in second, Jeremiah Pettit in third, Scott Boucher is in fourth, and James Kelling is in fifth. Current uh, Age of Sigmar competitive track, top five, Matt Beasley is in first, Anthony Trentinelli is in second, William Sohaley is in third, Jordan Duncan is in fourth, and Gareth Thomas is in fifth. Age of Sigmar, hobby track, top five, Russell Tanner is in first, Will Reeves in second, Adam Kamenish in tied for second with Will have screwed that up literally every week, Matt Abbott in fourth, and Dan Sanchez in fifth. Warhammer Underworld's current top five, Ivan Cho, first place, followed by Glenn Dean, Jonathan Colson in third, Cody Handler in fourth, and Mike Melody in fifth. Current Kill Team top five, Rudy Pertu Tantaninen in first, John Sow in second, Angel Alvarez Serrano in third, Lucas Corone in fourth, Carlos Paz in fifth. And uh, hilariously, the next couple weeks is going to see more changes, more shakeups on the boards than we've seen in the last probably five months. This episode is brought to you by HP Instant Ink. No one is reading your mind, but HP Instant Ink knows when your printer is running low and sends you new cartridges, so you never have to think about ink. Save up to 50%. You'll pay less than $5 a month for ink and never run out again. Find out if your printer is eligible and enroll today at hpinstantink.com. Conditions apply. For details, visit hp.com slash Spotify. All right. Hit me with some questions, everybody. Otherwise, this is going to be one of the shortest signals from the front line in a really long time. Kitty and Ranger, yeah, there is a Dutch, there is a Dutchman in the top five. Uh, Rude has been up there for a while. With such a badass name, the Rude Boy. Um, yeah, representing the, the EU. It's good to see some variety up there. Kenyon Ranger said he already started talking to his wife about potentially coming out to the New Orleans Open. Yeah, that's an easy sell for family and friends, too, because it's such a cool location. It's such a fun place to go. Uh, weird, yeah, there is not a lot of uh, events during during COVID. Some places you can because either they have looser regulations or it's not as big of a problem like in Australia. Um that's why they're going to have a big event there. Really, really excited. Uh, Alandro, the Atlantic City Open is supposed to be early June. Hopefully, hopefully uh, we're, we're in the clear at that point in time. Um, but it'll be at Atlantic City, which is a really, really cool place. Famously, it's where the Jersey Shores film, show was filmed. Um, that's not the, the highlight of it, uh, I, I promise you. But... Uh, the venue is amazing. It's on the water. There's a casino there for people that like to gamble. And most importantly, it's very centrally located for a ton of people. The Eastern Seaboard is the most densely populated part of the United States. It's driving distance for all those people. Yeah, default 369, the AOS part of the ITC hasn't had a lot of movement. But um, it's plague times. Red Monkus says New Orleans is totally wife approved. Yeah, it's an easy sell. It's an easy sell. Uh, have we thought about doing a D&D stream? Asks Green Ink. We actually have done it. We did it on Roll20, gosh, five, five years ago. Um, it's been a long time since we did it. It was really fun. It was in the early days of us streaming. And uh, it, I mean, we had fun doing it, but it didn't get a lot of uh, views. So 
I mean, it would be fun to do, like, especially during the Rona, but um, we've actually been really, really busy, busy with business and work this year, thankfully. We're still in business, which gives us a lot to be thankful for. Um, Gokon asks, just got on stream, where can I get all the Las Vegas and Open lists? Click on the link in the show notes or just uh, Google Las Vegas and Open. All the event information that is available is there. Uh, am I up for a Rocky-style run after the show? Asked Katie and Ranger. I can't really run right now because my knee is pretty screwed up. Definitely in for a Rocky-style brisk walk after the show. Can definitely do that. Do some push-ups. Uh, Chase Kirstenberger, who is an employee of Frontline Gaming, asks, can you host the podcast? Chase, get back to work, son. Those mats don't make themselves, Chase. <laughs> Stop watching the stream and start working. <laughs> uh, tell Eric to stop watching. No goofing around when you're on the clock, damn it. <laughs> uh, uh, Don the Magnificent asks, are Frankie and I going to play uh, the finals of the Nopin? No, we, we decided not to, probably because, uh, I don't know, we, we don't want to steal the thunder from anybody else, for one. For two... I'm really rusty and my my army only has one fully painted uh, model in it, right? So I could like obviously go back to uh, my totally pro Astro Militarum or something like that. But um, we, we figured it'd be more exciting if people that have been playing more lately than us played. So uh, that's why we did it. Harkins Aquatic, don't cover. Don't cover for Chase. I don't care if he's on his break. Get back to work, you. No pizza Friday for Chase. <laughs> uh, just remember to swamp out the troops. Tomodachi Express says. It's interesting. Comment. Oh, swap. Swap out the troops? Not tracking you on that one. All right, Ryan Snyder, you don't have to get back to work because you don't work for me. <laughs> you can goof off all you want. I'm not paying your uh, payroll. Uh, in my Astro Militarum list, oh yeah, I swap swap it out because Catachan Infantry don't exist. That was pretty funny. Uh, Gyp- Gypsy311, any word on when GW is going to start moving 40k again? Hopefully soon. Uh, they they took like several weeks off during Christmas. We didn't get any restock orders. No, no one did, not just us. But um, they are back in business now, so hopefully you know, they'll be shipping again. Hey, Lou, how you doing in chat? Uh, Eric Lauterbach says, yeah, make some more of those Frozen 3 mats. Yeah, we should have called it the Frozen mat. Just put a picture of Elsa on it. Just wait for Disney to just pimp slap us out of existence. Uh, yeah, Chase, go make some more mats. Dang it. Uh, looks like they're starting to hype up Dark Angels, says Timodachi. Uh, that'd be great, because that means I'll be getting my codex soon. <laughs> uh, if my Deathwing get even better... It's going to be sad, and they probably will. All right, everybody, thank you so much for joining us. Gokhan asks, top five factions in order from best to worst. You know what? That's a good uh, question to end the show on. That'll be fun. So I think I think the best faction in the game right now, I think Harlequins are probably the best faction in the game right now because they're really good at playing the mission. And they shred, they absolutely shred Space Marines. And Space Marines represent the bulk of the meta right now. 
Uh, we did get our laser fixed, thank goodness. Gypsy 311, and we ordered another laser because we have been trouble keeping up with everything, and that'll be up and running first week of February. Um, so I think our Harlequins are the best army right now in the hands of a good player. They're unforgiving, but they have all the tools to beat uh, Space Marines, in my opinion. So <laughs> Anthony O'Dell says, oh, he's getting ready for that OnlyFans. <laughs> yeah, baby. Join me later. Um, behind that, let me see, behind Harlequins, which I would rate at the top, I would say I got to throw my Deathwing up. I'll, I'll throw my Deathwing at number three um, just because I've been shit stomping everybody I played, but I don't have enough experience yet to make that. So I'll, I'll play it safe and say three. I just haven't encountered an army yet that scares me in the slightest. Um, two... I'm just going to say Space Marines in general. Uh, in terms of a specific list or, like, faction, Salamanders are really good. Um, White Scars have been doing really well. And then number three, I'll just say, I'll just say Dark Angels in general because they're all good, especially with their book coming out. Behind that, I'm going to throw out number four. Hmm... I'm going to put Necrons at five because I think they are extremely strong. For number four, we're going to say Mixed Chaos. We've been seeing them do really well. Death Guard especially are extremely good. The extra wound is ridiculous. Admech, Harkwars of Codex throws out Admech. Katie Ranger says Blood Angels. Yeah, I think you can... Oh, yeah, Sisters of Battle have been doing really well. Hmm. That is, that's tough. That is a tough one. I think for fourth place, yeah, I can see Admech being in there. Or Blood Angels. Blood Angels are really good. I'm going to hold firm with Necrons at fifth. But uh, fourth place, I think you, you, you can make a couple different arguments or, or even call it a tie. Um, that's, that's tough. But there's quite a few armies that are doing really well right now. Um, and as more codexes come out, it's going to get better and better. Uh, yeah, JTW Geek. You hear people piss and moan about Space Marines nonstop, but the truth is a lot of armies are really good right now. Sisters of Battle are crazy strong. Um, yeah, Goken... I don't know. Yeah, you'd have to throw sisters up there too. That's tough. Pablo, what do you think? Where would you rank sisters? Um, I'd probably put them in the top five. I'd probably knock out your Deathwing and put them in the top five. I said just Dark Angels in general. Oh, well, Dark Angels in general. You know what? How about this? We'll say Angels of Death, third place, Blood Angels and Dark Angels, because I think Blood Angels are ridiculous. Yes. And we'll, we'll throw those in there together, hand in hand, sisters in fourth, and then we'll say... Necrons in fifth, and then we'll bump Mixed Chaos down one, even though they've been doing really well in events. Um, we've been seeing, like, uh, Chaos Space Marines with Demons especially doing really well. Uh, Double Donut says Sisters Curb Stomp Marines. They are extremely good. Uh, Jay with Too Many Hobbies says My Poor Tau. Yes, I agree. Your Tau are definitely not. They're definitely not top five. They're probably bottom five right now, sadly. Um, yeah, it's a bummer. But, you know, they'll get up there. Lou Rollins thinks Sister's in the top three. Yeah, I have to agree. I've only played against them twice this uh, this year because I haven't been playing very much because of COVID. But uh, both times I was really, really impressed with how hard they hit. Um, Deathwing still beat them quite soundly, though, even with me not being very rusty. So Deathwing are ridiculous. So yeah, I think that's what we'll go with, but we'll keep updating the list. Um, 
as we go. That's That'll be fun to talk about. Once we get some more data too, we'll be able to really make a more meaningful judgment on where everybody's at in that regard. All right, everybody, thank you so much for joining me for this solo cast of Signals from the Frontline. It's always a little bit shorter when it's just one person. But I hope you enjoyed the show. Quick, easy, got everything out there. Have a great week. Make sure to check out uh, Charity Hammer, the Las Vegas Open, and the Uprising in Australia. And until then, have a great week, and we will see you all next Wednesday.